0: Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft fantasy football podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: Can we just get going here? Can we just get the season going?
0: That's what (laughs) I want. You are getting impatient? You're done with the off-season?
1: Yeah, like the off-season happens... Uh, and, like all sporting leagues, the off season happens, and then there's a gap, and then there's training camp, which I understand why they do that because players want to know where they're playing, and then they can go on vacation or get to their workouts or do whatever they want to do. But it's just, yeah, I, I' sitting here in June, and I'm kind of like, okay, like i if camps were opening soon, that'd be exciting, but we have a bit of a gap here.
0: I thought this was your favorite time of the year. Well, yeah, it's ending. There's not going to be that oh, much more okay.
1: signings. I think that's the thing, like my favorite time of the year around the draft and free agency and all that. Yeah. Love it. But now I feel like because the news is starting to trickle away until we get, you know, Hopkins, for example, finally signing somewhere, like until we get that, there's not going to be as much news. Like everything's kind of just floating away. Cause people are wrapping up their mini camps, you know, the, I think people had rookie camps. So until Deandre Hopkins goes somewhere, until Antonio Brown makes news there's just kind of a lull until uh, training camps open in August so I kind of want to get going here
0: you just want to skip the month of July basically just
1: yeah I mean, like let, football, let June
0: filter out whatever's left yeah. and then just yeah. skip straight to august all right
1: yeah yeah if it was if this if we were a month away from training camp I'd be more excited. Because the news will just sort of filter and end, and then we can we can get right into the training camp. But we've got another month in there. But again, I get why they do it. It's for the players. Whatever.
0: Yeah, it's not all about you, you know? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think who else would be waiting for uh, Ezekiel Elliott? He, he'll need to sign somewhere, right?
1: Yep, Elliott. Elliot and Hopkins, I think they're the two big ones that we're
0: really waiting to see. Yeah.
1: Because now we know Eckler's staying. Yep. Oh, Dalvin Although, Cook, I guess, could get moved.
0: Yeah. Cause well, actually, I guess we can segue that into our news. Uh Dalvin Cook is not expected to be on the Vikings roster at the start of the season. So that could be a potential other signing during the offseason somewhere. Um I had heard that. There was a almost a deal to Miami at one point done before the draft, but it fell through. Maybe that's something that could happen now. I don't know. I mean that that would, that would be interesting.
1: That would be interesting, but Miami I feel like they have lots of options there. But I guess it probably would've maybe would have
0: included one of their running backs going. Maybe, yeah. The well they have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. who neither of them are like elite running backs, right? So no, I feel like if they got Alvin Dalvin Cook, Cook he would yeah, he would just take over, right? I just uh, feel like you'd have to move to one of those them. two guys.
1: Yeah, like I just feel like you'd have to move one of those two guys though. Because no, they're not elite, but I th- I think they're they're getting to a high they... profile enough that, you know, they'd have to move one of them.
0: I think they just signed both of them to a one year deal as well. Both Mustard yeah, I... and Wilson Junior, so
1: I don't have as much of a a sense on the salary cap of of the NFL. Like I know, I know teams have a little bit more flexibility than a few other sports, but I would just imagine they'd have to do something with them. I'm looking it up now to see what I can find on, on the Miami contracts, but I would just that type of deal. You'd think you'd have to move somebody just because of the money. Like those those running backs, you're right; they're not high profile, but they're making something somewhat significant, I would imagine. Especially because I do think they just someone just resigned.
0: Yeah, they both resigned to two year deals. Actually, um, that was back in March. Yeah. So it's um, odd that they
1: were then around the draft looking to to acquire him. I mean, I guess with Dalvin Cook, can you really resist that opportunity?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how do you pass up Dalvin Cook, right? Um I don't think they're too much money though. It's like uh
1: No no Jeff Wilson Jr.'s total cap it's like two point two million and yeah, Mozart's two point one. So I guess yeah, they're not making that much money.
0: Is that for this year or total?
1: That's just their like uh this is the two- 2023 Miami Dolphins cap get. So their base oh, okay. salary yeah, just, just their it, hit yeah. this season, just okay. their hit this season. Yeah, like their base salaries this season are like just over a million dollars each. Plus, then there's you know signing bonuses yeah. and stuff like that. So just their cap hit is not as as big as I would have thought. Because Dalvin Cook, that's like a big ticket player. Like that's going to cost a lot of money. But I guess yeah, I I for whatever reason I thought their running backs are making a little bit more than that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're just going with like that committee approach like they did last year. So definitely Dalvin Cook would change that if he showed up. Without um, a doubt. But otherwise they have they have two just cheap running backs who they can replace after next year if they wanted to, really, like with somebody in the draft or next offseason.
1: Yeah, what an offense that would have been. Like the Dolphins yeah. getting someone like him. Like I and I, you know, that's I heard the same thing. Dalvin Cook's not gonna be a Viking this year. So it sounds like he's going to get moved sometime in the off season. So that might be a deal that, that comes out sooner rather than later, but whoever gets him, that could be really a, a game changer for you, depending upon the franchise. Like for the dolphins, for example, that would have been a game changer. Like if they had him that like there to me, that changes even my ranking of where they would end up because then they have something that their competitors and their divisions don't have, which is an absolutely solid pass in games. So long as two is healthy and a running back. Which is
0: something that the Bills don't have. Yeah, could put them... Uh, that could be the tipping point. to and the Dolphins over the Bills.
1: I wish I knew what fell through there. See, that's the stuff I like. This is what gets me excited, Josh. Is like, what, what was that deal? What could it have been? Well, I and he- who's in the market now?
0: I think it... I think the salary cap position, but on the Vikings end, had a part in it. Because I think if they had tr- made the trade back then uh, more of like whatever Delma cook is owed would have fallen to the Vikings. Whereas mm. now like they're, I think they're technically like in the new league year as of June 1st. Right. Is that how that June worked? 4th. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now if a deal is made, it's more on the receiving teams. end. I guess mm. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure money. that. Yeah. Like basically like the Vikings didn't want to get stuck with the bigger portion of the bill. If like during the trade basically was what I'd heard was the reason that it didn't shake out in the first time. So maybe now that that situation has kind of changed the dolphins might revisit it, but maybe it was just something, no, you know, we can't, we can't make it work with our salary cap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think that that you see that happen all the time where the salary cap and the money just doesn't work. Um, I just I feel like that Dalvin Cook's going to probably go to a team that needs a running back but maybe has the ability to give them something back of more significance to like soften the blow of the money of the financial side of whatever needs to be done. Like I feel like they'll find they'll find someone to take him. I just think that yeah, the Dolphins maybe that just wasn't wasn't the right fit right now. There's so many places he could go. Like there's just there's so many teams that he would make such a big difference for um and even for fantasy like seeing what happened to christian McCaffrey, like when you get moved into a new situation you're an elite running back you can make a massive difference for for fantasy um and cook was still decent last year i had him he was decent
0: yeah yeah no he, he was still good um decent decent josh come on good no like Decent. What did he finish as last year? Wasn't he like a top 10 running back? Definitely top 10. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, so What more do you want? He was actually number 10. So there you go. Two or
1: three and me to beat you in the Super Bowl. Why do you ask? Oh, okay. Well, what do I want? What are you talking about? It's very clear what I want. I want Antonio Brown to not have danced out of our hearts and minds. Okay. I want my running backs to be one, two, three. And to meet you once again in the Super Bowl, I even I want it so bad. I'm I'd be fine with with having to deal with your inflated ego, with you finishing atop the league again, getting to the big game and losing to me. That's what I
0: want. Okay, well, we'll see if uh, see if you can make that happen this year. I guess, but uh, he finishes a top ten court running back, so he, he did fine. He, yeah, he was number He did. He did so I think I I think you can objectively say he did good last season. He was art. He performed well. He,
1: right. There were there were weeks. Okay, there I had him. Listen, <laughs> there were weeks where I where he did not perform well. Um, he's no, you know, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's not uh, he's not that. Bad. But yes, I hey, I won a lot of games. I I wasn't supposed to last year, and he was Him and Saquon Barkley were two of the big reasons. So. I was supposed to finish with like three wins or something, according to all these projection things. And I absolutely dominated.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had three running backs in the top 10, so.
1: I sure did. One of them was a trade,
0: though. I I only had
1: drafted. One was a trade. Yeah, Yeah. I'd only drafted the, the two. Um, and then I had Stephon Diggs, who I drafted. Like, no, I. hey, listen, I'm not saying I didn't draft all right. It's just I didn't have the draft I wanted to. I didn't get a quarterback. And that's one of the things that did hurt me later. I think floating around the quarterbacks, Tua getting hurt. I, yeah. I put all my eggs in a basket, and then he got hurt.
0: That's what I was going to say. I think if Tua hadn't have had the concussions, I think that would have changed your season. Um, although he was, he was playing. In week 17, or in, in the Super Bowl week, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yes, Tua was back by then. I mean, he wasn't the same.
0: Uh, he did okay. Yeah, but he, yeah he, he, a bit of a step yeah. back, yeah.
1: Yes, but he did no, I, I agree. He did not lose me the Super Bowl. No, it wasn't because of him. But it's just in terms of the season and stuff, I think his injuries did set things back for me. And it, again, it's just, it sucks because that happened the week after I traded my, I, I traded Trevor Lawrence finally to get other pieces and I'm going, oh, to, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going with Tua, <laughs> and then he got a concussion the next week. I remember that Yeah, and you, sent me, no, one, yeah, and you sent me one of those texts because this keeps happening to me. You're like, there you go. <laughs> you commit <you laughs> to a player
0: and he gets hurt. <laughs> Just the grim reaper of fantasy football. Yeah, it's every oh single time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: well... <laughs> What's gonna happen this year? That's what I want to know. What is gonna happen this year? Because I'm a part of every big moment in NFL history.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you have (laughs) you have a duty to our listeners to list off every person on your roster so that they can all avoid those players. They can avoid them. Yes, absolutely. Oh, believe me. Once we draft
1: in our league, we will 100% report back. To our listeners, we, yeah. you, will, you will know what our picks are. You will know how that went. Believe me, I always wanted... This is the first year I'm going to have this outlet to finally rant and and rave and discuss <laughs> our our draft because I always have a lot to say um, after... after I guess, well, this year was the Zoom call, but usually you were all over on my place and after everyone leaves and dust settles, I angrily yep. punch a punching bag, but now I get to come on air and discuss it. Much healthier, yeah.
0: sure. Hey, do both, whatever works for you, man. <laughs> um, but listeners, once he posts that list, go and look at yours and any names that you have crossover, just just trade them away.
1: Just assume they will be hurt, give,
0: assume, assume they'll, they'll be hurt, or have they'll leave the field. Him. Yeah. Yep, assume, that the, assume that for the, the worst
1: first time in the NFL history something crazy will happen and it'll be a history moment and it'll involve that player because that's what always yep. happens
0: so to put me. that put those bad vibes on somebody else get the trades in early and then you don't have to worry about it and you can just listen to Mike deal with it later on
1: <laughs> i can't wait to uh, one of the, the advantages of wrapping up the news segment and like we're doing our previews that will kind of get us through June... The good thing, interesting thing about getting into July and getting into pre-draft rankings, we're going to start talking about like, you know, strategies, do's and don'ts of drafts. And one of the things that like I'm excited to to talk to people about is, is placement in the draft. Like I actually have some very strong feelings on what is a bad place to to pick in your draft like the physical location of when where you're you're picking whether it be first second or whatever like there are there are a couple things in a few rounds that i absolutely hate for example being dead middle
0: you know, okay i thought I prefer... when you were saying i thought when you were saying the physical location i thought you were talking about like where the draft takes place i was like no, why well, are you he, so he passionate about that? <laughs> Oh, oh. What that's, you a, that's such a weird thing to that's such a weird thing to go on a to stand on a soapbox about but okay no, i understand with well, like you, your placement you position a,
1: can you focus you
0: said a physical you said There's physical location
1: draft, where you physically are ranked whether you're drafting first or second or third or whatever <laughs> just say your
0: draft placement <laughs> Why you gotta just, bring physical well, well, into it? Because that's where you are. Whatever, oh my god! Know. Just listen. <laughs> There's only two of us
1: here, and you can't even listen to me.
0: <laughs> no, that's I listened too much apparently because oh, I yeah. I went on a spin. I was like, "What? Like you're gonna tell people like you're not allowed to draft at a, like a bar or a restaurant? Like you yeah, have to do it? On.
1: Just move right. on. Well, any other news?
0: <laughs> so yeah, fun. we got lots of news. Still, we we did a weird segue there. Have we even um, gone
1: into any news? <laughs>
0: One piece, exactly one piece, exactly, one piece. Devon Cook, let's yeah. Let's move on. This is high-quality content, okay? This is what the people come for.
1: It's been 15 minutes of absolute nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's not going to get better for the rest of the 45, so I don't know what you're expecting here. Uh, the Vikings, will it? We
1: got rankings. We got rankings to go into. That's always fun. Just continue with your ears, whatever. Just all keep right. going. Just, just open your ears and listen. <laughs>
0: Minnesota Vikings see Alexander Madison as a three down back. So that's kind of in conjunction with Dallin Cook leaving. So they're it seems like they're preparing for him to leave and for Alexander Madison to be their guy. And we we've kind of seen that over, uh, I guess at least the past two seasons when Dalvin Cook has gotten injured and Madison has stepped in, it's been pretty seamless. He's had great games when it's been him by himself Uh, But unfortunately, he spends the majority of the season underneath Dalvin Cook, so he rarely gets a chance to do anything. So it seems like the team brought him back because I believe he was a free agent and he re-signed with the Vikings. So now he has a chance, I guess, to step into the the spotlight and have that full three-down role all season. Yeah. So if, if he can perform the way that he did when he filled in for Dalvin cook, like he could be easily a top 10 running back for the Vikings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see it.
0: And you could probably get him a I, lot you know. cheaper. Cause people aren't going to, people don't have that name association yeah. with him, Right. Like, like Dalvin cook, Saquon Barkley, like everybody knows that name. So he, they're going to go high. Whereas Alexander Madison, yeah. it might be more, you know, your, your casual fantasy football player might not even realize like, Oh, like this guy's actually really good.
1: And most ranking sheets are not going to have him very high anyway. Like even just because of previous history, because of Dalvin cook being there, like you say, because of the name recognition. So you have a good chance of getting him later in the draft um, and him becoming a big part of your offense. If he performs similar to the way he did last year, but he's playing every game and he's the starter. He, he's going to have a good season. Like it sounds like they're ready to just move on from Dalvin cook to him i don't know again i don't know how much the vikings are planning to do like a full reset as a franchise but they've got kirk cousins for one more year so they're obviously feeling like okay we're for sure competitive in a playoff team again this year i don't know their plans beyond that but they're not making this move because they're resetting and being like okay we're just going to go with the younger guy they obviously feel like he can handle a load
0: yeah, I, I think he proved that over the past two years when he's filled in. Um, so it's nice to see him get rewarded. And hopefully it works out because, I mean, like, well, we already know the Vikings have a great receiving core with Jefferson. Uh, now Adam Thielen is gone. Um, but they drafted a, a rookie. They've got uh, TJ Hawkinson. Like, they, they have all the weapons there. So if, if Madison can even just... Come close to what Dalvin Cook could produce. They've still got a great offense, and Kirk Cousins just needs to not play in prime time. Yeah, and then they're good to go.
1: Yep, and uh, because of the new way they're doing uh, scheduling, he probably won't.
0: <laughs> they can switch
1: games on a dime. So uh, yeah, probably- that's probably
0: just for the best for everyone. Just just take Kirk Cousins and,
1: and book him and-
0: only at two thirty in the afternoon or one thirty, whatever listen- the kickoff times are.
1: Listen, he because the playoffs do not matter for fantasy football, if he's just playing regular four o'clock games, he's he's a good choice for a fantasy quarterback because he's gonna oh, get yeah. your points every week.
0: Yeah, if if you could just line it up, like print out the Vikings schedule, lay it out in front of you, and just X off the the games where he's in a primetime slot and just have a backup plan, you're probably gonna do okay in terms of fantasy yep. football. Yeah, as long as you got a backup plan for those two or three games and his bye week, like you're you're gonna be all right.
1: If if he's your your starting quarterback and you you're like you're not you're not going to lose because of him in non primetime locations, he will get you twenty plus points. He will throw the ball well. Um, it's you're right. It's just those marquee games, and we're not. This isn't even a joke. It's just the way it is. Like for yeah, it's, reason. it's so just, weird. It's statistics. He does not perform in prime time. Like whatever for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. It just the weirdest like f- curse. I, I don't get it, but it I completely just point defies it so logic. so Yeah. <laughs> which means yeah.
1: like for stats, it makes no sense. Like, why does that matter so much? But it's, it must be a mental thing. He must just like, can't handle it or doesn't like the change in routine. Like maybe he's a routine guy. Um, Cause the maybe. Vikings being yeah. in kind of the West a little bit, they play a lot of four o'clock games. So maybe he just doesn't like the time changes or shifts or whatever, you know?
0: Maybe he's maybe, just got like a crazy it. early bedtime.
1: Yeah, maybe like
0: just doesn't handle staying up late. You know, like yeah. his mind just goes to mush. Yeah. I don't know.
1: But it is actually one of those intangible things that you're not going to find on the stat line that you, that you should actually worry about and think about.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is kind of messed up. But yeah, you do have to. At this point, it's happened so much. You have to at least respect that it's a very real possibility.
1: Um, and also, just to quickly wrap up our previous conversation, a physical location is defined as a tangible place that may be represented by an address, coordinates, or other means.
0: There you go. Okay, so so the first two things were exactly what I pictured. Yeah, it doesn't and matter, if, g- but, but the third thing. And don't you're don't just matter. giving me shit because you went, you yeah. meant the third. <laughs> the third thing, the third thing. <laughs> okay.
1: What can I tell you? Moving on. Washington commanders
0: are open to trade offers for star pass rusher Chase Young. So that kind of signals. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of <laughs> signals to me maybe they're looking to. Well, I think he's probably paid a fair amount of money. So maybe okay. they're just trying to open up room. Like clearly their defense, like their elite defense imploded. I think it was two seasons ago. And mm. it never really came back, so maybe they're wow. trying to cut their losses and ship him off to someone else, so they can focus on just kind of like rebuilding as a whole.
1: He's not that old,
0: though, is he? No, I think it's, he's only played three or four seasons. Yeah, I just find that. But surprising. he also he got hurt for one of them, mm. so
1: I just thought you'd want to build your defense around someone exactly like him. But
0: I think that was their plan, yeah, originally. But it doesn't that seem to be anymore. People. Maybe it's yeah. a conflict thing. I don't know.
1: You never know. I, yeah, you never know what, what the issue could be. And again, like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm no uh, NFL GM here. Um, obviously, I wouldn't be on this podcast uh, if, if I was. So, like, I don't know what goes on in there. It just it se- That seems a little surprising to me in the direction I thought the commanders were heading. Like, I thought they were trying to, like, build around their youth, and he would have been part of that. But, wow, I can't believe they're actually open to offers on him.
0: Yeah, I'm just reading a quick article here. Basically, it sounds like because of the money they've already spent on the D line, and they have himself, uh, Young, and Montez Sweat, who both are kind of in that position of could be earning a big contract, but they can only afford to really pay one of them. So maybe they're just looking to see if they can't get value for for Young, because I mean he was a defensive rookie of the year back in 2020, so. So I guess this is his fourth year fourth in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there you go. yeah, maybe just try to cash in on the name, but he also has if that they, that injury. You know, like, yeah.
1: They must just feel they c- that that now's the time to try to get something for him, right? Like get the biggest value back possible. Which again, when you trade stars or, or younger players, you can get a lot for them. Um, and it just depends whether or not like they're maybe they're looking for more draft capital maybe they're they're seeing the season i mean we're going to be talking about the commanders today and previewing them um it's just sort of surprised me a little bit because yeah they have kind of a young offense but their offensive players have a lot of interesting upsides and have a lot of interest like have shown some spark to them so i just would have thought they they were you know happy with a young defense and that he was going to be the center of it but yeah things, things. anyone can be traded I tell you anybody in this league in the NFL yep. can be traded at any point in time
0: that's right and staying with the commanders uh, apparently Jacoby Brissett is still in competition for the starting spot for their quarterback despite Sam Howell taking all first team reps in OTAs so they're giving Sam Howell every rep they, they can in OTAs, but I guess it's still Jacoby Brissett is still willing, uh, still in the competition, I guess could still pull off an upset. I, I don't know. Maybe there's some truth to it. It's probably just coach talk and it's probably still going to be Sam Howell anyways. And it's one of those times you'd probably want the coach to just come out and say like, this is our guy, you know, give him that confidence. Like you got this. Let's go. Uh, Like, He played one game last season. So this is essentially his debut season in the NFL, you know. Like why not just give him the the attaboy? Like, you got the job, let's do this. Do you think the
1: coach is doing it to get the competition level out of them? Like, honestly,
0: no. I think he's just doing it just just to like like disinformation for other teams, you know? Okay. Like (laughs) Matt Nagy did that a few years ago like up until like week one of the season, he would not name the starter, even though it was very clear who it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe... The
1: coaches are overthinking that a little bit here.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett are very different people. Like it'd be no, like are you
1: changing your game plan at all.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I, I could understand that if you had like a Lamar Jackson type versus a Tom Brady type as like your two quarterbacks, Cause those yeah, are two very different. very different people you have to defend yeah. in very different ways. So yeah. that I guess I could understand, but they're kind of the same guy. Like we don't really know enough about Sam Howell anyways, to really say what he's like on the field. No, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is a genuine competition between them. I don't know, but it just, I don't know. It just seems like if, it, if it was really still a competition, you'd be split in reps, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just coach speak. I'll believe it when I see it.
0: Yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud has reportedly, and I'll use the word that was in the article, seized the first team reps away from Davis Mills for the Texans. Okay. So CJ Stroud might be taken over as the starter already. So I guess circling back to last episode, uh, times we're starting Davis Mills in fantasy football. That might be even smaller now
1: yeah that there was almost no chance uh anyway of taking Mills, but now I would say that's even uh less. And I'm actually very interested to see how someone like c j. Stroud uh performs like he he might be one of those ones just keep an eye on not maybe not for next year but for like the future he because I've heard nothing but great things about him in terms of his talents so i'm I'm curious to see.
0: Yeah, he might be one of those players who, like, you want to just almost stick with the eye test, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because he has no good receivers, so odds are, statistically, he's probably not going to perform very well and show Mm -hmm. very well if you look back at the box scores. But he might, like, actually watching the game live, like, he might be making plays. Okay, like, if this guy just had one or two other weapons helping him out, like, he could do something. Yeah. So... So, yeah, probably not much for this season, but for down the line, it could be a good indicator. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Jacobs, not at mandatory minicamp and has not signed his franchise tender yet. Mm. So I think it's late June is the deadline for that. Um, Might just be holding off trying to see if he gets a a contract. I, I don't know. Players do a lot of weird stuff with with the negotiations and not showing up to stuff, and we'll see. as As of right now, I'm not worried about it. I still consider him a pretty top top end fantasy RB coming into this season after last year. So, I'll I'll worry about it when it's something official, like he's he's sitting out the season or something, or like he's boycotting yeah. until he gets a contract. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's a situation to keep. To keep your eye on, but yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be too concerned
0: yet about it. And the last bit of news, DeAndre Hopkins is scheduled to visit the Titans this weekend. So it sounds like that's <laughs> the first team that he's going to visit.
1: There's there's no way that would be a preferred destination for him. Like maybe he's just going to visit all the teams or as many teams well, I don't that know. I mean, viewable
0: but if he if he went there, he would automatically become their number one receiver. So, I mean, I guess, and, and they'd probably be willing to pay him a good chunk of money because they they need the help that badly. Like they have Traylon Burks and then nobody else. So, I I could see the the path where that that happens. But I just, yeah, I, mean, he, I, he's not I imagine be, he's not he wants
1: a contending team, really.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I imagine he wants to be with a contender. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's where he went first, and like the the talks weren't really going well. You know. Yeah. Who who knows? But yeah, he's going to visit the Titans, so we'll see. That would uh, that would definitely change my opinion of the Titans this season if they added that to their their arsenal. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, as I brought up when we previewed them, like, you know, I, I don't like to... I've seen with Derrick Henry, obviously, you don't want to bet against him. And, you know, I've seen with Tannehill them get in there. I know they've got a young quarterback as well. I know that there's some question there. But, you know, I, I don't like to bet against veterans who have done it before, who can clearly run an offense. I just think for, for him as a player, you wouldn't think that'd be a choice destination. But, hey, maybe he's thinking the money will be there, number one. And I'll be the number one guy. I'll be the number one receiver. So maybe that those are more important things to him than going somewhere where he, if he goes somewhere with a big quarterback, he's always still going to be like the the number two guy, you know, like he Hopkins right up there with Henry will be talked about every single week because he he's a difference maker on the field. So yeah, it could definitely change things up. I'm just a little surprised that that's the team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And now, I mean, we do know Ryan Tannehill can support a elite cor- uh, wide receiver because he, yep, he signed it before. He did it before with AJ Brown. Now, obviously, AJ Brown exploded even further switching to Jalen Hurts, so there he probably was limiting AJ Brown a little bit. But AJ Brown was very valuable for fantasy with Tannehill, so Hopkins could certainly still easily return value, and you're probably going to get him for a discount, especially if. You draft early, which again, I don't recommend, but if you draft early and he hasn't signed anywhere yet, you're probably going to get him pretty cheap because yeah. people don't know if he's going to be playing.
1: Yeah. I like my late drafts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You avoid the the Andrew Luck situations of the world and all the preseason injuries. Definitely. Well, let's move on into the NFC East and go over our our death charts here. We'll start with your favorite there, Mike the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so, so, at quarterback, Dak Prescott. Mike, do you have any feelings about Dak Prescott?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I just, I have no problem for the most part with him. I do think he is overvalued often in fantasy for, for what the, even the numbers have said. Um but hey, he's in terms of this division. I mean, he's there. The team's going to get a lot of points. They're going to perform well. I still don't think they're, you know, a Super Bowl contender. But in terms of fantasy, Dak Prescott to me falls in the same category as Kirk Cousins. He's going to be a solid quarterback for you. You're not going to lose because of him. He does just have his dips. And part of that has been health. But part of that is. He has his dips. He's not, to me, he's not the feel and want that you want out of a sort of a top 10 quarterback, which is what you, I think you're ultimately looking for.
0: All right. I want to play a super quick game with you here. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. You got to pick, just gut gut reaction. You just pick one of these two quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. Dak Prescott or Jared Goff? Prescott. Okay. Prescott or Daniel Jones?
1: Uh, Prescott.
0: Prescott or Geno Smith? Geno Smith. Okay. So that's the line? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, so Daniel Jones is close though. I, I would pick Dak Prescott over Goff, and that's a pretty quick decision. Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott's closer to me. Like that especially because of how Jones played last year, and I, I personally think the Giants are on their way up, like they're an upswing. And I really like what Daniel Jones can do, but I still lean towards Dak Prescott. But then Geno Smith, to me, with the season he had last year, I'm I'm saying Geno Smith could have another excellent year again. So I'm I'm put Geno Smith over Dak Prescott.
0: Fair enough. At running back, we've got Tony Pollard and Malik Davis. I'm very excited to see how Tony Pollard turns yep. out this season. I think he's going to yep. do great things, that especially. Be Yeah, especially with uh, Mike McCarthy's comments about how he wants to slow the offense down and run the ball a lot more. That could be great for Tony Pollard because at the end of the day, they're still going to be scoring touchdowns. But if they want to put the emphasis on running, then Tony Pollard's a strong runner. He's a strong catcher. He could have a very important role in this offense.
1: Yeah, and I think he takes the pressure off Dak Prescott with how well he can play and play in all different situations. Like, like you're saying, he's a great pass catcher. So you, you get into an issue, you get into a problem, your choices aren't there downfield, dump it off to the running back. And Pollard's going to get you a bunch of yak yards. Like he can do that. He can bull over people. He's great in third down situations, great in red zone. Like he, he can be, he had such a great year last year. And even the year before wasn't terrible. He's been getting better. Tony Pollard could have a monster year this year.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how he shakes out. And now if
1: I draft him, he'll be out for the season.
0: Yeah. So again, post that (laughs) list, guys, just bail on whoever Mike drafts, okay? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Trust me, it's gonna be painful, but in the long run, you know, it's like you get frostbite, you got or like you get an infection, you gotta cut off the finger to save the arm. Same thing. You gotta ditch Tony Pollard to save the rest of your fantasy team. It's gonna suck, but you'll you'll live, you'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver. The Cowboys have Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, and CD Lamb. So CD Lamb obviously don't need to spend any time talking about him. He's a top ten receiver. Uh, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks. I I personally don't have any faith in Brandon Cooks after the past few seasons. I think he's his his time in the sun is over. I don't know if you feel any differently there, Mike.
1: No, I think he's on the downward trajectory. Like I would say, Gallup's still worth um, having somewhere on on the team, but Cooks, honestly, I I just don't think he's got much left in the tank.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. I think Gallup could be a, a good wide receiver three for flex for your team
1: or a flex. Yeah, like somebody yeah. you you have on in the flex position. Um, but see, like C.D. Lamb, number one, absolutely draft him if he's available. But I think yeah, I think Gallup's useful. He's a useful off the bench player, useful in the flex. I would pick. I would just pick him over Cooks because I just I don't have much faith either that that's going to get me better.
0: No, no, de- definitely not. Especially not with the competition that he has because he's definitely going to be the third option there.
1: Yes, and not not a third option in an offense like Cincinnati where it's like, well, you know, Tyler Boyd's going to get you some points here and there. Brandon Cooks, I think, is like an. A, like afterthought third option where every once in a while he might have an okay game, but it's going to be few and far between.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, At tight end for the Cowboys, they have Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoenmaker a rookie. So that's going to be a kind of wait and see, I think. See if either of them can turn out. You can call your shot on them if you want. Uh, Dalton Schultz was good for fantasy last year with Dak Prescott, but mm-hmm. could for, could either of these guys fill that spot and do just as well? That that kind of remains to be seen, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a big question mark for me because I just you just don't know. Um, obviously, you know, again with the way I think the Cowboys want to play, they want to use a tight end at some point in time. So Ferguson might be someone to look at at the beginning, but I'm in a wait and see mode for them. I want to see what happens in preseason and how they use the three in games how they use their tight ends
0: yeah that's I think it's definitely a situation where it's gonna be like uh, a monitor the waiver wire and if if one of them hits go and shoot your shot especially if you didn't get one of those top top three top four tight ends then go ahead ditch a depth player and and pick one of them up see if they uh, if they keep hitting and then you you just gotta good value tight end for nothing yeah moving on to the giants quarterback daniel jones
1: he's moved up in my mind i'm telling you now i haven't uh, this this summer and last summer i had my own summit um where i go away and reflect on football and get ready for the draft like i take my time um i have a name for it and everything but i I can't say it um so uh i go (laughs) i go on this summit uh, and Daniel Jones is on is on my agenda this year to discuss with myself because he's the type of quarterback where I've just never trusted him. He's just been a name in my mind where I'm like, oh, Daniel Jones, whatever. But last season, he he was more than capable, and he got some points at times. And when that offense was cooking, he was using his legs well. He was throwing the ball well. He was getting points. He has moved up in my mind. Um, from where where he's been and i'm fighting a little bit of that history with just the name of the player so it's on
0: it's on my docket for my summit this year i I just i have to ask is your summit a darkness retreat like what aaron Rodgers does
1: no 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 there's lots of light um, and lots of like depth charts um, I did this last year, too, where I really like study. I take a lot of different materials and I sort of like compare them. And now that we're sort of doing this show, I'm taking all our sort of rankings. And it's how I'm going to come up with my rankings for the show is I've scheduled this summit beforehand so we can like do rankings. I can come in strong. But I've got I've got to do this because I'm I'm in the second year of a five year plan to win some Super Bowls in fantasy. So I got to work on it. Or There's going to be big changes, uh, big changes afoot if I don't. All right, There's a lot of I pressure like on my organization. So, yeah, you're going to gonna get fired summits. as the GM.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, or, or worse. <laughs> 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 All right. At running back, the Giants have Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida. Uh, not much to be said there. Barkley proved last year he still got it, still worth a first round pick. Yeah. And Matt Breida is only going to be relevant if Barkley goes down.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know it's just the injury concern. But last year with Barkley, he had a great year. Hopefully, he's sort of moved past his injury issues. And if so, he's a fantastic pickup. Um, I was really thankful that I ended up taking a risk and picking him early.
0: Yeah, injuries are something you you need to consider, but you can't let it dissuade you because no,
1: because you can't control it at all.
0: No, you can't control it. And just because they got injured before, like look at Christian McCaffrey, like he got injured two seasons in a row. And then came right back to being uh, the RB two, so yeah. you just have to plan accordingly, have that backup plan in place. Whether it's get their backup on your team on your bench in case something does happen, or just have enough depth at the running back uh, position who of like quality players that you can absorb that hit should it come. Definitely. Uh, at wide receiver, we've got Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Paris Campbell. So I'm concerned about this, this wide receiver room because they don't have a lot of big names. They don't have a lot of invested money in that wide receiver room. We've got a lot of guys who haven't really proven anything in that wide receiver room.
1: Yeah, and that, that makes it tough, but... I got to tell you, I think someone's going to emerge. Like I'm, I'm keeping my eye on, on Hodgins, um, to see what, what he can kind of do. Um, same with Paris Campbell, who's still, still young. I mean, it's a young, hungry receiving core. Someone, someone's got to catch the ball. Um, I think, I think the plans for this offense may lie a little bit elsewhere and we'll get there, but I still think, you know, as a flex pick players to fill your bench, you're going to be able to get one of these wide receivers for pretty cheap. And if Daniel Jones is having a good season, someone's going to be having an all right year. Someone's going to be getting
0: points for you. Yeah. It's just, who is it going to be? You know? My, right, now I, right
1: now, I'm right now i thinking Hodgins. Like that's the one that I'm looking at, but you're right. It's, it's a roll of the die. And I'm basing that off of almost nothing. This might be a waiting to see how preseason goes, but that's why I like holding a draft after preseason. Like see what who emerges, see what the depth charts start to look like. I think it's a smarter play.
0: Yeah, fair enough. At tight end, we've got Darren Waller and Daniel Bellinger. I'm super pumped to see what Waller does with Daniel Jones. Um,
1: This is where I think their offense lies here. Like I think they're going to try to use these tight ends here, and I think Waller could have a monster year.
0: This could, I think, I think so too. As long as the Giants actually use him, because Over the past few years, they have not really relied on tight ends at all. Um, Like we saw Evan Engram, he had, I don't know if it was record setting or close to a record setting season as a rookie. And then after that, he barely did anything. Yeah. So I'm hoping now that they've gone and spent the money on Waller and made a, a splashy purchase there, that their intention is to use him because I think he can have a great season. I fully agree with you.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Moving on to the Eagles' quarterback Jalen Hurts, top three quarterback on the season. Draft him. Yep, that's it. If you can get him, get him. Exactly. Running backs: DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell, uh, as well as Rashad Penny. Uh, this this running back room is kind of weird because it's such an it's such a successful offense that they score so many points, but it's so often it's not by the running backs. Yeah. Like the goal line carries are usually hurts. Uh they 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 move the ball pretty well with with the running backs, but they're not the ones who are usually scoring all the points. Like we and we've got four names on there really. Like we got Dondre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott, all who could end up being routinely involved in this offense, really. Um, I think DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny are probably the top two, uh, but Rashad Penny is listed as number three as of right now on their depth chart. And he, both Swift and Penny have history uh, injury histories that are not great. So who knows what we're going to see out of them on the field? Who knows what the Eagles offense is going to do? They've got a new uh, offensive coordinator, so we'll see. Yep, it's, yeah, it's going to be an, wait
1: and see for this one.
0: It's an interesting position for fantasy football because they're attached to such a high-powered offense, but that just doesn't run, utilize the running back effectively for fantasy. In the NFL, they use them effectively, but not for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh wide receiver room, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and Olamide Zacchaeus. Brown and Smith are both worth drafting in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think Brown is a wide receiver one, Smith is a wide receiver two. Zacchaeus, I probably not. I don't think there's enough targets to go around, especially considering the tight end room. I, I yeah would say... with the tight
1: ends, and I think Hertz will probably use some of those running backs for short pass plays as opposed to tight ends so i I just or sorry as opposed to like the third receiver, so I think that like it probably stops at Smith like Brown and Smith get those drafted um but otherwise, I just with the tight end room and the talented running back, there's just not enough to go around
0: no, and he runs the ball so that limits the amount of passes per game too, so exactly. Uh, Tight end room we got Dallas Goddard And Jack Stoll Uh, Dallas Goddard absolutely worth drafting He's probably one of the more He he might not be a top Tier Tight end but he's a consistent Tight end he'll he will get you points Every week so and you'll Get him He's probably going to end up middle of the, the pack In terms of rankings for tight ends so You don't have to pay a high price for him either And he won't hurt you Yeah and our final team, the Washington Commanders quarterback, we've got Sam Howell. We have only seen Sam Howell on the NFL field once, so assuming he is the starter for this season, it will be pretty much a blank slate. We'll see, see how it shakes out.
1: I think you can. I think you can survive without worrying about him or
0: drafting. Him I, I I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, running back Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. So. I'm interested to see what the commanders do here because it seems like Brian Robinson is their guy based on how they finished last season. But every offseason, Antonio Gibson's name comes up and we got to get him more involved and this guy is so talented. Mm-hmm. And then last season, as soon as Brian Robinson was healthy, there was no more Antonio Gibson. Yeah. like I, I, During preseason, he was doing kick returns. He wasn't even the running back anymore, really. He was just on special teams. Like... It, it seemed like he wasn't mu- going to be on the team much longer, but they got rid of JD McKissick. They kept him. Maybe it's going to be Antonio Gibson does the pass catching work. Cause Brian Robinson was not heavily involved in that last season. He was just a runner and not really much of a pass catcher. So maybe that'll be Antonio Gibson's role. He did do that successfully in the past. Um, But yeah, this, it, this is a backfield I'm going to wait till the preseason to kind of make my judgment on and see what they do because of how much, Coach speak comes out over the summer, every summer, about Antonio Gibson. Mm. I want to yeah. see who's playing and what reps they're taking in the preseason games, and then I'll I'll know and feel comfortable with making a decision in that backfield. Yeah. Wide receiver Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. Terry McLaurin could potentially be a bottom wide receiver one, top mm-hmm. wide receiver two. And Jahan Dotson could end up being a wide receiver, too, as well. Probably on the lower end of that wide receiver, too. 100% worthwhile as a flex. Curtis Samuel, I just, I don't think it's going to shake out for him. It hasn't over the past few years. No. And he's definitely third in this wide receiver room. So,
1: Yeah, like, for me, so long as they get, if the, if the commanders can just get competent quarterbacking, then you're going to see McLaren and Dotson gets, get the, you know, the main reps, and I think that either one is then worth drafting. I'm just the the only reason why I'm hesitant, even though the player has been good, is just I this quarterback's just such an unknown quantity that we just don't know even who's going to be, I guess, starting. We believe it's Howell, but you just don't know. So I just I'm I'm concerned about that a little bit, but yeah, so long as it's a competent quarterbacking job. You've got two receivers here who you absolutely could draft, put on your team, definitely fit. McLaurin definitely is a great number two pick if he's getting competent quarterback. Like he's a good number two receiver.
0: Yep. And at tight end, Logan Thomas and John Bates. I would probably avoid that tight end room. I would
1: even look at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For the reasons that you just talked about in regards to competent quarterback play, as well as, the names that are ahead of them for receivers. They're not getting the ball. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's hear your NFC East rankings.
1: All right. Um, I've got Philadelphia Eagles finishing first. They're number one. Um, then, you know, it was very close, very, very close. But uh, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Dallas Cowboys at number two, New York Giants at number three. And then the Washington command commander's dead last
0: number four. You know what? I think that's the first time that we've had identical rankings.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I was flip floppy between the Giants and the and the Cowboys, but I'm giving the edge to the Cowboys because they do often have a really good regular season and then they fall off in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I I lean towards them just because of how elite their defense is. Yes. And yeah. and I would say I I expect that their offenses might be on par with each other this season, but the defense absolutely gives the edge to the Cowboys for me, Um, just because of how many turnovers they generate and get the offense back on the field.
1: Yeah, and I just don't know how much the Giants are going to regress. Like, did they catch lightning in a bottle a bit last year, or is that a reflection on what they're going to be? Like, I just don't know. I don't know how big that step back is if they take a big step back. So, yeah, I I kind of was in the same realm. I, I gave the edge to the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Uh, three players to target. So my three are Darren Waller, Tony Pollard, and Brian Robinson. So Darren Waller, we already talked about. We both expect him to be a, a pretty focal part of this uh, offense. And I think you can get him much cheaper than one of the uh, top three players uh, tight end options that are out there, the elite tight end options, but I think he could be well within reach of them in terms of fantasy finish. Uh, Tony Pollard, we already talked about what we have for expectations for him and what his role is going to be, and then Brian Robinson, I think, I think he's going to end up being named as the number one in this running back room. And mm. last season, they ran him a lot. And now that they're more than likely going to have a rookie quarterback this season, they're going to want to lean on the running game a little bit just to help the quarterback out, you know, give him some breathing room. So I think they're going to end up smashing Robinson a lot. So assuming nothing changes there with all the Antonio Gibson coach speak and whatnot, and Robinson ends up being the RB1 that I assume he will be, I think you can get him very cheap because it's the commander's offense. And I think that he can provide you good flex value.
1: Um, okay. So we, we had a couple of the same, so I'm going to change it a little bit. So we get some new players. I'm going to keep Tony Pollard just because I really think he's going to have a monster year. And I kind of agree with everything. I had Darren Waller as well, but I'm going to take him off, um, for the sake of getting some other players. Um, Devonte Smith is my second one. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, number two receiver there. I think he's a valued receiver that you can get later in the draft that's still going to get a lot of opportunities, and he's not going to be as high profile as AJ Brown. So I really think Devontae Smith is someone to watch um along with Tony Pollard. And my third pick back to those New York Giants. Just because he did such a great job for me, I'll throw him in there. Saquon Barkley. Go get Saquon Barkley. I don't think the injuries will be anything to worry about anymore. Back to elite status he could be a game changer and help get you to your Super Bowl.
0: All right, Mike, three players to avoid. Three players to
1: avoid. Well, this was easy for me. Some of them are on the Washington Commanders. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting uh, Sam Howell, number one, I think, as a young quarterback. You just don't know enough about him. I really don't know uh, where, where things are going to go there and how that's going to work for him. Uh, Jacob Ferguson from the Dallas Cowboys tight end, as we talked about in kind of our preview, the tight ends are just not going to get, I think, the the attention that the rest of the receiving room and the running backs can get. Um, And then number three, I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. I just don't think he's going to emerge as the number one wide receiver in the Giants. I think he still has... Uh, Among casual fans, he's the most recognizable name. You've at least heard his name recently uh, for the Giants in that receiving core, but I think he's worth staying away from.
0: Yep, I I fully agree with that. Uh, My three players to avoid, Brandon Cooks, we already talked about it. It seems like the ship has kind of sailed there for him in terms of his fantasy value. Curtis Samuel. He's definitely number three on that depth chart. And we got a rookie quarterback who is also on this list at number three, Sam Howell. So commanders in that regard with, we don't know what we're getting in terms of quarterback play. And Curtis Samuel is definitely the third receiving option. Yeah. Both of them are not players that I have any interest in targeting this year.
1: Yeah. I think that that's
0: fair. And that will do it for the NFC East next week. We're going to cover the NFC North Uh, If you have any fan questions for us, please feel free to reach out. We love hearing from you. You can get us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at ConquerYourDraft. You can go to conqueryourdraft.com, go to our podcast page, fill out a form on there, or you can send us an email directly at ConquerYourDraft, at contact at conqueryourdraft.com. Take care. Stay safe, everyone.